0: You are listening to the podcast from the Humane Society of South Central Michigan. I'm Jessica Gilbert, Executive Director. This episode, we will be discussing keeping your pet safe during the holidays and talking about dog-to-dog matchups with our CPDT-KA behaviorist, Lois Phelps. If you have ideas for future episodes, please give us a call at 269-963-1796, extension 13. We do a lot of dog-to-dog matchups here at our Humane Society. We try to match all of our shelter dogs with each other. First, it's always better if they can have a buddy here at the shelter. Second, it tells us a lot about their personality. Can they go to a home with other dogs? We also do dog-to-dog matchups for all dog adoptions when there is already a dog in the home. We want to make sure that it's going to be a great fit. Our first responsibility is to the animals in our facility, Your first responsibility is to the pets you already have in your home. Before bringing a new animal home, it's important to know that it's going to enhance the lives of all. Today, we're talking with agency behaviorist Lois Phelps, CPDT-KA, about dog-to-dog matchups. How does a dog-to-dog matchup work here at our Humane Society?
1: Well, thanks for asking me about this whole concept, but I'd like to begin my answer by taking it back even a couple of steps further. Um, one of the reasons that we and other rescues and humane societies have dog-to-dog mat- match-ups now is, um, is expectations that are possibly unrealistic on the part of the adopters. Uh, we people are, don't realize that dogs have an emotional, intellectual, and psychological life just like every other mammal, including you and I. Now, their emotional, intellectual, and psychological life is different than a human's emotional, and intellectual, and psychological life. But it doesn't negate the fact that your dog is not a washing machine, that you can take out when you need it, uh, that it will always perform the same way, and that you can put it away when you no longer need it. Uh, So, in other words, people are not taking into account that, that there can be, that two dogs could dislike each other. As strange as it seems, I know there are people in this world who don't like me at sight, I don't believe it. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's true because I know that there are people that I don't like <laughs> on s- sight. Okay, now that doesn't mean that I'm going to aggress against them. It's that I don't want to share my living space with them. Uh, so let me give you an example of a dog-to-dog matchup that um, we had uh, an 8-year-old, 8 or 9-year-old resident dog who had always been the only dog. And at this point in this family's life, the owners decided that what this dog needed was a puppy, and so they fell in love with one of our puppies. Um, and the uh, we had a matchup. They were wonderful. It would have been, you know, they were an approved adopter. All of this, and during the one hour matchup, the resident dog made it very clear that I'm not the least bit interested in sharing my space with another dog, especially one who has such um, juvenile behaviors. And the owners never saw it. Uh, And so it took more time for our um, adoption counselors and animal care manager to explain what their dog was telling them. Um, And I don't think that they even really believed it at at that time. But what was coming across very clearly was that they didn't understand, nor did they respect what their own dog was telling them. And that is one of the biggest, the saddest things that uh, we are running into now does that mean that that resident dog would never want another dog? There is a chance that that's true because he's never shared his space with another dog. Uh, But again, there is a chance that it was just, I don't want a puppy. Mm -hmm. Uh, A puppy is either, uh, has only two speeds. Either they're running full tilt or they're unconscious in a sound of sleep <laughs> and when they're running full tilt it, they want to play with the resident dog so an eight-year-old just didn't want that kind of nonsense in his life uh, so anyway that is the issue what we do it, the mechanics of a, of a match-up is now remember these are families or individuals who are approved adopters they're probably wonderful people Yes. Uh, great families, um, and and we would love to have have them adopt one of our animals because that makes space for another animal coming in. Um, but we have to take our cues from the resident dog. Uh, so here we have uh, the family will bring in their dog we will have our dog or puppy on a leash restraint they will be in the education room which is a semi neutral not completely neutral because all of our dogs have been in the education room for various training events that they've undertaken with the staff uh but and what but it is neutral there are no toys involved there is a water bowl on the floor we also have um for our staff to use, we have blankets and towels in case things go bad fast, that we will then throw over the dogs. Uh, And that's a safety precaution because we don't want anybody hurt if it goes bad fast. First thing is that the staff will uh, put both of the dogs on a six foot or eight foot inch clip lead um, and then we'll walk them parallel but coming towards each other the length of the room and they will gradually come closer but the dogs are not meeting nose to nose or tail to tail yet we're just seeing how they how they are interacting with another canine in their space if everything seems to be fine then the staff will take another step in and we will allow the dogs to sniff each other. Now, in dog language, sniffing the anus is like shaking, like us shaking hands. Uh, A lot of families are embarrassed over that. uh, But that's, there's so much information that a dog gains by sniffing. um, Another dog's rear end. Um, They can tell sex. They can tell sexual activity. They can tell health. They can... Lots of things. Uh, So it's really important that in order to identify this other canine, they sniff each other's butts. Little boys love to see this because (laughs) the giggling starts immediately when that happens. In addition, after that is going... uh, If it's a younger... If our... Whichever is the younger of the dog will then try and sniff the mouth area. And hopefully that will go very well also. Uh, Then we wait for what we call a play bow. One or both of the dogs... If you've ever taken yoga, it's very similar to downward dog or the toddler pose in which your... um, Rear end is in the air and your arm your front leg's arms are spread out in front of you. What that is, it's a signal, it's a let's play. So we want to see the other dog respond in kind. Then we want to see jumping towards each other, jumping back. We want and we want to see some kind of activity that's going around with this. And then we want to see one of them stop. And what is the reaction? Of the other dog when the first one has stopped play activities. Dogs stop play activities when they feel that it's getting too rough for them or they want to um, just take a break. Uh, They just want to stop. An appropriate then dog response to that is either what we call a C position or a turn away that the other dog would then present its side. I get your message you know, we can stop for a while. And usually that while is four seconds, but it's still an appropriate communication. Dog-to-dog communication has then taken place. You needed a timeout. I respect you. We're going to have a timeout. Uh, and then they'll go crazy again. If everything is going optimally like that, then we'll take the leashes off and just let them play for the next 20 minutes if they want to. The reason we have the water bowl there is one of the biggest trust communication that uh, two dogs can show each other is to for both of them to put their muscles into a water bowl and lap at the same time. First, what they're doing is they're showing, if a dog is under in- acute anxiety or stress, it can't swallow, so therefore it's not going to be able to swallow water. Uh, but it's also putting their Weapons, which are their mouth and teeth next to each other in a in a valued resource for both of them. and that's a real saying, okay, it's trust, you know I, I don't mind. now that's the optimum one that is we've had uh, we've had matchups that go from uh, wonderful matchups to uh, ones like the one that I began with the beginning of uh, of this podcast uh, when one was uh, the resident dog was very clear that he did not want to share his life with another one two dogs who immediately become rigid put their weight forward their paws are flattened um, their eyes are hard they possibly do what trainers call rail eye which is their eyes are not only hard but they're um, eyelids, are they stretch wide open so you can see the whites. Um, that dog, if their weight is forward, that dog is going to attack. If their weight is in their, on their back, that dog is going to try and run as fast as, because whatever the other dog is, it's triggering either an aggressive response or a flight response. Dogs are just like humans and every other mammal. They also have a fight or flight uh, response when the hormones activated by the amygdala in all mammals um, kick in. And so we're looking for that. That's when the blankets would come out. Okay. Because we would want uh, we have to distract the dogs immediately. We don't want that to occur at 9 o'clock at night in your living room uh, in front of the kids who are playing their Wii at the same time you're doing some something else and someone is going to get bitten. We would rather have our staff who's been trained in safe handling te- techniques to be able to break it up immediately. So that's the whole point of a dog-to-dog matchup. What we recommend and what people... Uh, still have a dif- difficulty, it's a rule of thumb for people who are running shelters and rescues, is that if the resident dog is an, ad- is an adult female, the new dog coming in needs to be smaller and male. Um, and that under, no, uh, under very few circumstances should the resident dog and the new dog be female, same size, I'm not sure what else to tell you.
0: Um, How quickly, generally, do you know if it's going to go well or not go well?
1: Okay, I need to tell you it's going well from our perspective, not necessarily from the perspective of uh, uh, the the owners of the resident dog. Um, In some instances, we let the matchup go on I personally think too long because we can see that the family doesn't see what we're seeing and we're trying to explain what they're seeing Uh, it can a good match up can be uh, within the first three minutes uh, and you can you can see it it just happens a matchup which we would say your Fido doesn't want it may take about thirty minutes, and the dog is, your dog is sitting by the door waiting to get out, and our dog is still trying to get it to play, but there's still no aggression. In aggressive uh, interaction, well, that could happen usually within the first ten minutes or so. Uh, most of our matchups take probably around between 20 and 45 minutes. And most of that time is to let the dogs uh, get to know each other. Strangely enough, the good matchups take a long time because it's so much fun watching dogs <laughs> play. Uh, they've met a new best friend. We had a matchup several years ago, and the owner said, You know, I was really. Um, I really fell in love with the dog in the second kennel. But you folks told me maybe the dog in the fourth kennel would be a better match. And when you brought in the dog from the fourth kennel, my dog fell in love with this this girl immediately. And at the end of five minutes, they were laying curled up like a yin-yang. And they've been inseparable since. So... It's um, The point I want you to take away is that dogs are not programmable. Just because uh, a resident dog and shelter dog fail a particular matchup, it's only between those two dogs. It doesn't necessarily mean that either dog would never want to... Uh, to share their lives with another dog. It means that they don't want to share their lives with that dog. Uh, You don't want to marry everybody. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm trying to find the right words, but I guess it's looking for respect.
0: Can you believe that Thanksgiving is less than a week away? Holy cats, autumn is gone quickly. As we approach the holidays, we want to share some tips with you to keep your pets safe. Have a plan when guests are near. More people coming in and out of your house provides additional opportunities for your dog or cat to slip out unnoticed. If you are having a party or a lot of comings and goings, consider creating a safe room for your pet with all the supplies they will need. And although you're busy, your pet still needs time with you make sure you're providing adequate walks for dogs and interactive play for kitty. Run out some of that extra energy in a positive way. Cats and dogs don't mean to be bad, but Christmas trees and decorations may prove to be too tempting. Save yourself the heartache and keep breakables off the tree. Never use the old-fashioned loose tinsel, as it can cause intestinal problems if swallowed. Consider leaving all tinsel off your tree. Candy canes can also be tempting to dogs. Monitor your pets around light cords. If you have a chewer, keep the cords out of reach or coat them with a bitter repellent, or you might be replaying a version of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in your home. If you have a climber, you may need to tie or secure your tree so it doesn't knock over. If you have a real tree, make sure the stand does not provide access for your pet to drink the water. And watch those gifts under the tree, too. Ribbon or twine used to wrap presents can be ingested. We never recommend having lit candles where pets can get to them. Candles can be knocked over or pets can be burned in an instant. If you leave the room, put the candle out. Most human food should not be given to pets. It can cause everything from upset stomachs to loose stools to serious illness or death. 54% of American pets are obese. If you want to give your pet a treat, consider a low dog or cat treat or a few extra bites of their kibble used as a treat. Just remember to subtract that calorie count from their regular feeding. Common holiday plants can be dangerous, too. If you have plants, keep them well out of the reach of your pets. Talk with your veterinarian about emergency planning. Maybe your vet has an emergency on-call number, but you may be directed to an emergency clinic in another city. Have a copy of your pet's veterinary records on hand in case there is an emergency. The Humane Society of South Central Michigan will be closed Thursday, November 26th, and Friday, November 27th, for the Thanksgiving holiday. We will be open normal business hours, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., on Saturday, November 28th. Mark your calendar. Our Home for the Holidays open house will take place Friday, December 11th, from 5 to 7 p.m. at the shelter. You'll have the opportunity to meet our board of directors and staff members, visit with the animals, tour the facility, and enjoy holiday cookies. Please bring an item from our wish list to make the animals' holidays bright. Critical needs include paper towels, non-clumping cat litter, feelaway away spray and plug-in refills, liquid dish soap, and liquid laundry detergent. If you want to support the cats and dogs in our Humane Society shelter, you can easily give through your mobile device. Open up your texting app and start a new message. In the to field, type 41444. In the message area, type pawcast, P-A-W-C-A-S-T. You'll receive a text back with a link to make a donation. No amount is too small. Every dollar makes a difference. You can also donate online at www.hsscm.org, over the phone at 269-963-1796, extension 19, or you can mail us a check. The Humane Society of South Central Michigan is located at 2500 Watkins Road in Battle Creek, Michigan. We tweet! For dog-related items, you can follow us at shelterdoghsscm. For cat-related items, you can follow us at HSSCM. We're also on Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube. You can get all of the social media links at our website, www.HSSCM.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review the show. Thank you for listening today.